Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Support for this episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting. Chirpy Bird helps clinicians earn their highest possible MIP score to maximize their Medicare reimbursements. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, where with each episode, we hear from different women experts in the health IT industry. We like to hear about what makes them tick, how they overcome challenges, work they're proud of, advice they would give to other women in health IT, and much more. I'm Joy Rios. And I'm Robin Roberts. Today, we're chatting with Estrella Paramillo, a femtech entrepreneur, speaker, and Forbes contributor. She shares her international take of what different countries are getting right and wrong in women's health. Estrella also explains how she turned her passion for women's health and gender equity into a digital health solution for women of all ages and stages in their life. Join us as we find out more about this cool app and how it all started. As of right now, my main focus is running B1, which is as you very well explained, the digital health solution for female health. We help guide women through different health priorities at the different stages of life, from puberty to menopause, and helping them understand how they can build in daily habits and routines and follow our recommendations in ways that they're going to help manage their symptoms and improve them and increase their well-being. We focus on issues that are usually a little bit of a taboo, <laughs> like incontinence, sexual pain and sexual dysfunction. And this is why uh, we're so plugged into the sex community because we have a very strong sexual health component, right? But also recovery postpartum, hormonal health, endometriosis, menopause, you know, all those issues that women at some point in their lives inevitably go through. And yet we receive no education to help us understand or advocate for ourselves when we need care. All of this is delivered through the utilization of technology. But, and this is one of the things that we were discussing, Joy, when we met at the Femtech meetup during HIMSS, you know, this is healthcare. There's still the perception in the sector that there is healthcare and then digital health. But truly, it's just healthcare delivered in a digitalized way for the modern healthcare consumer. So BWOM, for anybody listening, is B-W-O-M, like the beginning of woman.com. You guys have an app that's kind of a coach. Can you tell us more about that? 
Yeah. Um, so women just get to our site and download the app. Then they we prompt them with a set of questions. They start interacting with a with an avatar, which is kind of like the digital coach, and um, they answer a set of questions so that we can understand their profile. And as I was saying, in a way that we can personalize depending on their life stage and and symptoms and and personal needs. Once they've answered all those questions, the technology creates personalized care programs addressing their specific symptoms and helping them understand what their main health learnings need to be and what their habits in in their daily lives need to be and giving them a tracking tool so they can understand how their habits are evolving, so their symptoms are are evolving as they follow our recommendations and, and go through improvement techniques or even treatment with their doctors. We that's kind of like the core of what we offer. But um, besides working directly with the users, we also work with organizations to kind of like expand the message, raise awareness about the importance of women's health, and change culture in that sense. Right? Like I was saying, and and this is why I'm personally so passionate about. You were also asking about why I got here. Um, I had my own share of personal experiences growing up uh, with intimate health issues that I never really got the right type of support for, not to say that I barely could discuss them. And so I I feel very strongly that women need to have access to solution and educational contents that are vetted and that are reliable and that are adapted to what they need to know at each point in life, right? So that we can avoid surprises. Oftentimes, if you talk to women that have recently given birth and then they have to go back to work and, and they're like, wow, nobody told me that I was going to be like, still pee in my pants and and it's true right like those are uncomfortable issues that nobody discusses but they impact your um, ability to lead your daily life in a specific way or the way you did before and therefore we think that you know the healthcare system should put more attention into them and be there are other stakeholders like you know when we work with corporations or organizations that also need to uh, put in place programs and infrastructure so that women can lead healthier lives while fully acting within the Uh, professional ecosystem. So this is much more than just a period tracker. You're really like asking folks more about their intimate, Mm -hmm. well, their body during these really important times. And Mm -hmm. I remember at the the Femtech meetup that where we had met, you were talking about some of the differences in what other countries are able to offer new moms. And Mm -hmm. I think specifically you were talking about France and their pelvic rehab. Can you, can you share what, those differences are and how much of an impact they can make? Yeah, absolutely. So that is kind of like was behind the inspiration of why we even started in this field. Um, when we saw that women in France, after they give birth, they get 10 sessions of physical therapy for the pelvic floor uh, covered by their insurance. And, you know, it's it's a given. It's, uh, it's an understanding that women need help uh, to recover. There's this very pervasive idea or culture around uh, maternity and birth of women just like at some point magically bounce back, right? And we need to educate women so they can help their bodies and they can get the support that they need. Otherwise, you just leave in the hospital with a new baby, a lot of symptoms that you've never had before and without a roadmap of how can you address them, right? And then you go see your doctor six weeks later. By then, you know, like we need to have more information, more daily guidance. And I think that Technology, health IT, is providing an opportunity for women specifically in this case to have more closer guidance in such a transformational moment when they're experiencing so many new symptoms without 
further cluttering the healthcare system, right? Like usually there's this concern that there's not enough doctors and, and usually they're like overwhelmed, overworked, barely have any time with patients. And so there's so many needs that people have when there's early symptoms that go unaddressed because of a lack of enough support in the healthcare system that then become chronic and end up in a surgery that could have been prevented if we had the right mechanisms in place. And, and that's one of the things, one of the gaps in the system that we are trying to cover. If you think about it, right, when I, when a, let's just say a soccer player, right, gets an injury on the knee, the first thing they get when they need to recover is physical therapy because we understand that if you haven't been using the muscle, or the muscle has been strained because of an injury, right, you need to help it recover. And yet when it comes to women and pregnancy and giving birth, we just expect the entire core area, which is muscles, and the pelvic floor, which is a set of muscles, and your back to magically, right, go back to where they were. And and sometimes they need a little bit of help, and this could prevent a lot of more complicated health problems down the line. So with your app, are you finding that people are discovering it on their own, or is it the kind of thing that potentially a doctor could recommend to a patient? So far, people have been discovering it on their own or through our collaborations with other health organizations and with companies and and through our, our own advertising. Uh, but yeah, definitely we've seen physical therapists recommend it to women. Uh, I just had a conversation earlier with a midwife that wanted to you know, have a promo code so she could send it to all the women that she works with because she knows how problematic it is. Obviously, the community gets engaged in it. I mean, it's it's a very important conversation. And even, you know, beyond just the, the solution, we need to change the approach in the healthcare system when it comes to women's health. A lot of the work that I do right now is related to advocacy. And that's why I also, I, I write for Forbes uh, about women's health and innovation and technology. I think that we sit right now at an intersection of a rise in the technologies and the access that we can have to them and a rise of women's needs being finally put on the agenda politically, economically, and um, we need to make a shift. We need to change the perception of these issues being niche. As I was pitching the company and just you know going on about doing business and, and, and closing deals with companies that are investing a ton of money on having specific programs for people with diabetes at the companies as part of their employee wellness plans, I found a lot of resistance towards equally covering the needs of women as they come back to work from maternity. And there are mental barriers that we need to, that we need to change so that these needs are as important as other health needs. I think that's so important what you just said. And I don't think it's even really well acknowledged that even data for women's care, let alone an acknowledgement or verbalizing it, that these needs are unique. You know, there's a, there's a quote on your website, it's it changes in life that deserve special attention. But mm-hmm. I think the, the theme here is that the female body, the context of all these changes of life through, from puberty to menopause, end of life, all of the things we experience, that also all deserves special attention at those stages and in the matrix of everything they do, be it at home, uh, going to the gym after giving birth, needing to yeah. eat, going to the OBGYN or returning to their employees. And so I love that you're so thoughtful in your approach about not just what your platform's trying to do, but even the things you're writing about. 
Yeah. I think that it's a combined effort and there needs to be, for us to be able to fully integrate into the healthcare system and be respected as a digital tool to provide this type of care, we, we really need to still do some awareness. At the end of the day, a lot of the issues that we deal with, right, such as hormonal health symptoms, menopause, postpartum, those are not things that you just go to the doctor once and that's it. It, it entails a lot of daily care, a lot of daily habits, which is why we believe in self-care. We believe in educating people and empowering through tools and resources that are adequate for them and that are vetted by professionals so that they can know at every point in their lives what to do. There are things as simple that we had in our app for, for new mothers, for instance, as simple as how do you squat to grab your baby from the ground in a way that it's going to help your pelvic floor instead of damaging it more in a moment when it's already very sensitive. You know, it's, it's daily habits like that. It's posture work. It's exercises. It's what do I eat to manage my hormones to? When do I need support? What is a regular symptom? What is a red flag? You know, just helping understand. And this is a lot of day-to-day work. It's not something that you're just going to like get the full picture of by going to the doctor once. You need, we need tools beyond, you know, what happens after you leave the doctor's office. How do we know that patients are interpreting their symptoms correctly? How do we know that they understand their health journey looking back if we don't give them tools to track? So, you know, it's, it's definitely a very uh, multifaceted, as you guys know, because you're already in the field, it's a very multifaceted problem, but we have an opportunity now for the first time to really address it. And, and we, need, we need as much help as possible. <laughs> Estrella, you are so present in social media, online, with media, period. You have the attention and captive audience of a lot of different vendors, businesses, partners in this arena that you operate in. I'm sure, I mean, that blogging, can you tell us about a success story where somebody tracking that information over time, not, not just this one-off, where it's made a difference either, you know, for them in a clinical outcome or at an important point in their life? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we have a lot of self-reported symptom improvement from our users who have said that after learning about why they had the symptoms they had, and more importantly, learning through interacting with our app and reading our content, that there was a solution to their problem. Women that have been experiencing incontinence for a very long time, women that have been experiencing uh, sexual discomfort for a very long time and thought there was something wrong with them, you know, and, and try to seek help but didn't really get the right type of advice, have emailed us saying, hey, thank you so much. I started following your guidance. I understood what was happening to me. I started implementing some of the recommendations and now my symptoms are starting to slowly improve. I know that I have, you know, like I, we get a lot of that. There's a, still a road ahead, but now I know that there's things that I can do. And now I also like be motivated to find the right specialist who is not supporting me. So we have a lot of those stories and um, it's, it's so heartbreaking sometimes with, especially with things such as endometriosis or, hypertrophication of the pelvic floor, painful sex. Sometimes the average is around five to six years for a woman to get properly diagnosed, right? Bouncing back and forth from one specialist to another or giving up for two years because nobody helped her and then going back because it really is incapacitating to uh, certain segments or parts of their lives 
right? Um, it has a very strong emotional impact. You have a, it has all these problems have a lot, a, a very big psychological impact, and and they matter, right? And and we can't just we can't just ignore them any longer. It, it happens more than people think. It's not just like a niche problem. It's very common, and and it really debilitates your confidence and self-esteem and, and it doesn't allow you to enjoy certain areas of your life. And that's why when these women come to us, right. And they tell us, you know, I, I, I was having painful intercourse. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And now I understand. And now I know what I can do to improve it. It really makes us happy. That's awesome. And I'm sure there's gotta be so many more stories you're not hearing. And I, I think I'm just so enthusiastic to hear about what you're doing because also when you and I got an opportunity to speak in person, you'd brought up about how really over time, so many of the symptoms that women have related to different changes at stages of life, clinical problems, pregnancy, be it normal, traumatic, whatever's going on, that so much of this is normalized uh, just over really decades of time. Or, you know, maybe, you know, your mother had a heavy and painful period, so they think it's okay to do it. So you don't go address these things. Do you find that a lot of women are normalizing symptoms? with a lot of, you know, different stages and changes of life? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's also one of the root causes of why we're here, right? When, and it's because we've normalized that, you know, period sometimes for some women mean getting extremely sick for three days and then you get prescribed the contraceptive pill and that's it. And that is not looking at the root cause. A lot of women seven years after get diagnosed with endometriosis and they could have been a managing their symptoms and b getting a solution so that they don't have to suffer from infertility this is really serious we have normalized a lot of issues and we don't listen to women when we say that there's a a problem the same happens with painful sex we've normalized it and we tell women well you know it's painful sometimes you just need to relax that is not a solution (laughs) um it's uh, cycle symptoms hormonal health postpartum symptoms, we've normalized everything. We've normalized even chronic incontinence. It's like, well, you've had two babies, you know it happens. Well, why don't we think about what can we do so that it doesn't become chronic, right, when it first arises? Um, and it's all because they're not taken seriously. And this, that's why I, I constantly say, like, we need to change the underlying mindset that brought us here, which is the normalization of symptoms that are not normal, the um, discrediting women when they say that they're in pain which has already been widely researched and yet still here we are and and really investing more and paying more attention to women's health issues yeah and i'll i'll add on to that topic which you're talking about how you know these issues that women are experiencing is pretty prevalent regardless of you know where they live or where they're coming from and your startup actually started in spain so Mm -hmm. are you finding that there's adoption all over the world to this is actually helping people in several different countries is the app available globally essentially uh it's available in english and spanish so any spanish or english-speaking person can definitely use it it's it's available we we're more heavily present in um europe mostly uk and spain and then latin america and north america but yeah we also have some users in australia and eastern europe here and there um, it's mostly at this moment a, a language barrier, but anyone who speaks English can can access it. That's wonderful. Well, let's transition to our next question, which is really like thinking about putting your magical hat on, and if you could snap your fingers and have any wish come true, 
if you could fix any problem in healthcare or the health IT world, what would it be and why? Where do I begin? <laughs> um, I think that definitely the point that I was mentioning of creating this shift is the biggest one for me because I think that that would have a trickle-down effect where many other problems that we constantly point out to would be solved, right? If, if we addressed patients in a different way, if we help empower them and, and, and motivate them to track their data, understand it, use it, they would close the asymmetry gap when they go talk to their physicians because at the end of the day, the physician is the expert in the subject matter but you are the expert of yourself and your body. And with some exceptions, most people don't just make up things, you know, it's just, if you feel like something's off, there's probably something off, you know, there's probably something's happening and we need to help people understand. We need to, uh, my wish would be that people would be their CEOs of their health journey, right. And truly understand where they come from and where they're going and what their goals are so they can take informed decisions. And I think that we can do that together. If we work together with the medical community and we provide technology resources for people to really be able to implement changes in their life and track what's happening, it's very possible. We just need to have, you know, the will. I like that. That's actually a really good, succinct way of saying it. And it sounds like what you're doing is actually alley-ooping or setting people up to be the CEOs of their body. And I think <laughs> a lot of times some people don't necessarily know the questions that they need to be asking. So even serving them of saying, here's, you know, some things to consider or questions you could be asking yourself or your doctor yeah. or like that is, you know, you seem to be like you are potentially solving your own problem there, at least over time, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, you know, and there's different situations, but when we're talking about wellness, so preserving your health, as opposed to if you have an accident today, obviously you need to trust that you're being put in the right hands and you need urgent, extreme help. But when we're talking about daily things, I've had, I have a topic skin, I've had rashes, I, you know, I've had skin conditions, I've had feminine problem conditions, and pretty much I did have to help myself because nobody was asking me the right questions, right? They were just prescribing me something without understanding where that was coming from. And I had to track myself, but not everybody maybe had access to, you know, I'm in the field. If I think about myself before I got into the field, I wouldn't have had the knowledge or feeling of empowerment to do that for myself, you know? And therefore I would be taking medication right now that I don't need. So, you know, that's a much bigger question, but I think it's possible. We, we can reimagine healthcare. We can, we can think of a better way of have people stay healthier as opposed to having them get sick and then fixing them. I love that you said that it empowers the patient because, you know, the doctor wants you to track so many of these things. They want to know the symptoms. They really want a clear, concise background. And I love that the platform, the educational tools that you're arming people with are allowing them to also be advocates for female health themselves in this whole femtech movement. And I think that's so important to think that on a daily basis, people can arm themselves, this whole knowledge is power thing, to go in there mm -hmm. and maybe even shorten the time from onset of symptoms and the trend of what may or may not be going on with them to get the right diagnosis and the right intervention to, to solve the problem that much faster and, and get a better answer. And if not, 
for anyone out there listening that's not using this tool, you should really consider it because so many times you go in there, you have two and a half, three and a half minutes with your doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, but if you can show up armed with this information to succinctly explain what's going on and share it, um, I think it's a super powerful tool for women um, yeah. at all stages of life. So, Estrella, we are creating a reading list for mm-hmm. our Fit Like a Girl podcast listeners. Is there anything that you're reading or listening to, uh, a blog, a book, fiction, nonfiction that you love? Could you tell us about it? I recently listened on Audible to Catastrophic Healthcare, which is a book that through a story, through a personal story, basically explains the mayhem and madness of having to deal with, you know, reimbursements, insurers and everything when you really have a delicate situation. And I think that for anyone that's like, how is this even possible? Like I'm originally from Spain, as we mentioned it before. And even though I knew that this, I was very well aware that the healthcare system would, was very different to our single payer system in, in Spain, but I just didn't understand the depth of it until I, I had to really educate myself and that book really helped. Um, and on a much lighter note, <laughs> let me see. I'm reading, oh, let me see what the title is. I'm reading one and it's more on gender biases, but I think that it also applies to this. If not, I'll send you the name afterwards. But I think it's really good because gender biases are, are also present when we do, um, it's called blind spot. And it talks about biases. And biases are very present when we visit the doctor and the way that the questions are presented to men versus women. And even throughout just like the existence of treatments right now, they've been mostly designed by men, for men, and we need more representation of women so that, you know, treatments and recommendations are adequate for or different physiology. I was reading, this is Joy, I was reading a headline this morning saying that with, they've done a bunch of studies and concluded that women actually get diagnosed with their conditions four years later than men do. And I'm mm. curious to know why, why that really is. Estrella, thank you for your recommendations. We will definitely pass them on to the listeners. We're going to create a page that just has all guest recommendations. But if somebody wants to find you online or download your app, where would they do so? Yes. So they can find me on Twitter. It's at Estrella J. Rios. Same for Instagram. Um, And then my company's handle is at... (laughs) Hello, BWOM. So hello, B-W-O-M on Instagram and Twitter too. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course. Thank you so much to you guys. It's great what you're doing. I'm, I'm really glad that I got the chance to be in this podcast. And this is exactly why we do it, because there are amazing, brilliant, smart women like you out there that have so much to share and offer, not just our listeners, universe and healthcare in general. So Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. If you want to know more about us or this guest, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at the handle hitlikeagirlpod. Thanks again. See you soon.
Thank you to Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting for sponsoring this episode. You can find out more about Chirpy Bird at www.chirpybirdllc.com.